Welcome to HeroClix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure, bringing you the meta-casual perspective on HeroClix. Sharing my insights, thoughts, and experiences with other players who love this awesome game at all levels just like I do. Whether you are playing a casual home game, local tournament, or at a regional or national event, taking on the latest meta team, this is the podcast for you. All comments, suggestions, or questions can be directed to our email at lostinclicks at gmail.com. That is L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Also, you can private message me on AC Realms under the ID of Colossus TN. Or you can go to our Facebook page of HeroClix Borderlands where you can message me or just read the latest articles and videos I have run across about this wonderful game. This is currently episode 035, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. This is the second part to my Edward Shelton Dark Logos interview. In this part, we will be discussing the Phoenix Nest, his formation of the team, some history of the team, and his recommendations on how to form your own group of players into a Heroclix uh, team. So, sit back and enjoy this great episode with Edward, or as you know, Dark Logos. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, now I wanted to spend a moment talking about your current endeavors. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what are you currently doing in the podcast arena and where are you headed with those endeavors? Twitch. Um, and I talked with Aaron Cantu about this like, oh, it's been like almost two years now. And the problem comes in is that getting in on YouTube is rough. Getting in on podcasting is rougher because you have to have somebody platform you before you anyone even knows about your show right um youtube sucks because you're competing against and in all honesty the the back catalog of t3 the back catalog of uh glass cabinet films and, and if you're definitely starting up you're somewhere behind me and if you're in yeah. my category you've already lost okay <laughs> you, <laughs> you've enough. already lost just throw down the gauntlet just tell it like it is right yeah now. like if if you're on page five like me you probably already lost. <laughs> Nobody's going to find you, homie. Yeah, you're lucky to be on page two. <laughs> okay. If you're on page two, you might have a chance. You're on page eight and five, five and eight with me. We like, hey, man, it's, it's cozy back here. Yeah. Occasionally we get a visitor and we appreciate it. Um, but I'm going on Twitch because, A, there's no one on Twitch, literally. Like, go look up Hero Clicks on Twitch and there's, like, no one playing it. Uh, number two, I can do things on Twitch that I can't just do normally um, using OBS. And uh, Devin was on here. Devin was, is a fan of mine, and I'm a fan of his. He's done right. a lot for my channel. He's made my graphic and my little board, um, whatever the hell that's called, uh, for me. And he, he's done a lot for me. Uh, but being on Twitch allows me to just be like, hey, I'm live streaming. Uh, ask me questions. I'm going to talk about this map now. And I'm able to actually, like, I looked at an episode I did. I'm like, this is ESPN for HeroClix nerds. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. Like, That's awesome. I, I, I put my whole, like, John Madden voice. I was like, you go here. You go in there and <laughs> look the circles. Make the circles. Go down there. Don't go this way. We're going to play action. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, everybody. And, and I've gotten some positive reviews from uh, looking at the maps, but I want to do more than maps. Like the, the one I'm going to upload later on is uh, deck building with the new X-Men IDs and what that means, including the student IDs. So, okay. yeah. 
That's cool. I know uh, when Symbio was on the podcast, uh, I don't know if it was on the podcast. I think it was after the podcast. We sat around and talked, and we talked about uh, kind of like what you the teleprompter. We thought that would be neat to have a teleprompter in those live matches. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? And the broadcasting of live matches with commentary. And so, you know, that's not something anybody does or kind of has going on right now. So that would be interesting with Twitch, kind of getting that live stream going on, all that stuff. It only happens during October. And and this is something that I've sat back and I've talked with Howard about. I've talked with uh, Jason Collins about and, and a few other folks. The problem comes in with live commentary is number one, you need to have mics. You have to have lapel pin mic to everybody. And you need to be at X distance away from the match. So you do not affect the match. Right. Like my voice carries. Like I I don't even break out the Mufasa voice. Like my (laughs) my voice carries because I've been taught how to project. And so I'll straight come in there and start be roaring. And then all of a sudden, like five, you know, Serengeti's, you know, further, they're still hearing what I'm saying. So uh, I I have to like be careful about for myself personally, like what I'm saying, what I'm observing and not influencing the match in October. So you will see us all crowded around, whispering to one another and saying like, like it's a golf match. It's like, oh, I was about to say, you're sitting there doing your golf commentary. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) if he goes and picks up this object, (laughs) And he lands this attack. He will win Rocktober. And then we're like, <laughs> like, like we're all like waiting for it. Uh, yeah. But um, the the problem with Wiz Kids, and I know, like, I I am. This is anybody listen to me knows that I I have problems with Wiz Kids. <laughs> but uh, my, the the issue with Wiz Kids is they bring in the Canadian guys to do magic. Uh, soul, whatever, Tectonica, whatever the heck those guys are. Okay. And, and please, please let me know. I want to make it clear. I don't hate those guys. I don't hate those guys. But those guys don't play clicks. Those guys don't play clicks. So they're looking. They know the powers. They know in general what they're doing. And they got realms up. I've seen this three years in a row. They got realms up. And they're looking at realms like, well, you see, here he has access to this power. And I think it works like this. Now, those guys have a magic brain because magic, the gatherings wording, makes sense. Correct. But they haven't looked at the void, which is Heroclix (laughs) language, and got the divine inspiration. The 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 devolved language of Heroclix. Yeah, they 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 (laughs) they haven't spoke to the the chaos gods yet to get the understanding that. You know, hate is freedom. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> <I hear> you. <laughs> hate is freedom. Like, why hate is freedom? That doesn't make sense. It's like, yes, it does. It does Except in our it, world. Hate is freedom. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, and so they'll make call mistakes because they don't know the game. And WizKids is not invested in the community enough to say, like, hey, dude, you and I disagree, Edward. If we give you a hundred bucks and pay for your badge for origins or whatever, will you sit in commentary, do commentary? And, and I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, I like just give screw the hundred bucks, just give me a full set of these prizes. <laughs> That's it. Just give me a full set of these prizes, melt to my house. I'm here. 
I, I won't even wear my team shirt. I'll be in a freaking suit and tie all day and be like, hello, this is WizKids World Championship. Brought to you. This is HeroClix World Championship brought to you by WizKids Games. WizKids Games bringing you the lovely games of Dice Masters and HeroClix and Star Trek Attack Wing. I'm with my lovely co-host, Aaron Cantu. Say hi. Hey, guys. I'm, I'm here. I'm Aaron Cantu. Uh, I, I host the lovely show Two Clicks from KOM. I'm here with my 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 great co-host Edward Sheldon, host of Star Wars Podcast on YouTube. Let's have a great day of Hero Clicks. Like you will, I will straight change in a blink of an eye. <laughs> I, I, I I would love to see that you two doing a broadcast of a match, a high level match. I think that would be insightful and very entertaining. Yeah. But they won't do that. And then e even more so, uh, and this is nothing against Derek. I remember when they put Derek on stream with his Xbox team against the one kid from uh, Team Pusheen who was running right. Proteus and a bunch of uh, Brimstones. Oh, yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you don't know your game. This is about to be the most boringest game ever to watch. And it was a paint dry moment. And it has nothing to do with the fact of what, how Eric's, uh, Derek's team worked because it was brilliant. Right. But the fact is, it's not fun to watch. Like, no. I sidestep <laughs> over you, hit you shut you free, down, <laughs> ice block you. Uh, now I get to like shoot your two colossals so I won't get retaliated. And uh, let's spend the next 20 minutes to see if I miss an attack <laughs> with my 13 attack and my free chance uh, of doing this twice per turn. Yeah, let's see that. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's ridiculous right there. Yeah. Yeah, so, so back to the original question, because I will straight rabbit trail this to the land of Oz. Okay, um, not even Alice Wonderland. We'll, we'll go past that. <laughs> We're going to follow Yellow Brick Road, homie, and, and meet the wizard. You, you are uh, stretching my herding skills in keeping us. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, <laughs> dude, I'm not even a cat like that. It's like I'm a panther. I'm a ghost panther. Yeah. Freaking what happened? He turned the smoke on me. Now we're talking about an international stock exchange. What the heck? All right. So, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, the future of, of Heroclix is streaming. And uh, I, I hate to use the gaming terms. Uh, Heroclix is live service whether you're playing games or common here in commentary or whatever, people want to hear stuff now and ask questions now. And then if they want to go back and look at it, they'll look at it. So there we go. I'm done. I, I, I think that's, that's amazing. And if you're headed in that arena, I'm, I'm excited for it. I know there's, there's a couple of shows out there trying to do the live and I love to see your take on it. Ability to interact with you live would be pretty cool. My boy, PJ Bowen is trying. He's doing it for majestic. So. You might, you might never know, like one day it might be me and PJ sitting there. It's like, this is Team Phoenix Nuts commenting on such, such tournament. See, there you go. And Twitch, I, I'll admit it, I've not been on Twitch that much. I did watch Rocktober matches on Twitch and really enjoyed them. Uh, but you're right. I go out there and type in Hero Clicks. There's not a lot of content out there on, on Twitch or anything like that. So, And content is growing, so I'd love to see Twitch get some, some more. So we'll be looking forward to that. I did enjoy your last podcast. Mm -hmm. Is that the one? Is the one where you did the WKO? Yes, that was awesome. The the kind of live commentary. I always enjoy those. So that was neat. Is that going to be a 
you going to do that more often or are you just going to, was that just a test? I, I do those whenever I go out. Like I, okay. I did it when I go to Nebraska. Uh, I have a better camera now. Okay. So that was like its maiden voyage out into the competitive world, which I learned uh, taking that sucker through TSA is annoying. Cause is it? My, yeah. Cause my other camera is so small, like they didn't care, but this one I have to like unpack and so I have to like watch it like a hawk to make sure that someone doesn't come up and snatch it because I keep it in the uh, the Canon case because that was a three hundred dollar investment. Oh yeah, you want to uh, keep track of that one? Yeah, it's a, it's a three hundred dollar investment, um, and it's it was made out for my uh, part by my last bit of YouTube money. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I do those for events that I go to because I think if you have a good venue, other people should know about it. But I also think is if you have a if you hold a good event, everyone should know about it. I, uh, I, that's great. That's great for the event place. Yeah, I think that's awesome. You promote that. Yeah, because I, I had a boy that went to one venue. Go go back a year from around when this podcast is going up, and you will see me roast a venue for what they did to one of my players. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, I do remember listening to that, and I'm, you 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 let it known. Let it be known about the venue's lack of problems and all that that they yeah. got into. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Next question. All right. Here's the thing. I, I think this is really impressive. I, I do. I, I've listened to your show and this thing you talk about, Phoenix. This this team you've put together. I think this is a huge, just investment of your time and a huge accomplishment you've done. So, what yeah. made you decide to start this HeroClix competitive team known as Phoenix Nest? Uh, Phoenix Nest was started as a response to Majestics, which is funny as Majestics was actually a response to uh, George Massu. And, and it's sort of hilarious in, in the sense of uh, going back. To, uh, all right. All right. All right. Let me let me not rabbit trail and stay on the focus. Okay. Let me stay focused. Phoenix okay, Nest. So I start I, I started Phoenix Nest uh, with my friend uh, Maceo Sturdivant. And initially, it was him and I working together for a long period. Like my first rock I went to, I met Mace. And the joke was just like, there's another Black Hero Clicks player. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, snap, man. Who are you? I'm Edward. Like, yo, I, I thought we were extinct. And you, you see one in the wild. It's like, yes. And so, um, you know, we had lunch. And we we joked, and uh, we we talked about our experiences and and whatnot. And then I caused Mace to be late for his round, and I was late, and we both got uh, a strike against us. Ooh. Fortunately, it didn't affect our turnout. We still broke. Uh, but uh, Mace and I talked, and the the best thing is is when I talk about having a hero clicks buddy, like mm -hmm. I, it's Mace. Mace was my my hero clicks buddy for the longest time. And he he was the guy that, you know, we would fight like an old married couple. <laughs> like, not 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 like, oh, oh dear, I, you know, I, you just make me mad sometimes. It was like, fool, I hate you. I hate you right now. <laughs> <coughs> that kind of relationship. There you're we go. cheating on the rolls. You didn't roll a, you didn't roll a freaking crit hit. You cheating. So he would have ideas. I would have ideas. We would go back and forth. 
and we made each other better. I mean, like, uh, uh, we, we made each other better. Like, the, the foundation of the, the actual physical player um, that I am today has a lot to do with Mace. But um, when I saw Majestics come out, you got world champion plus team world champion. Right. That's and what, three it, years ago? Uh, it's more than that. Four. Uh, four I think years? it's almost four. Yeah, it'd be it four. four. Yeah, yeah. It's because that's when teams was constructed and it right. wasn't sealed. And I said something to myself was, how do you compete against a collective? Right, because Majestics is based out of a venue, isn't it? Yeah, it's based out of a venue. And so it's like, yeah, so like, how do you, how do you beat a collective? And not just a okay collective, a extraordinary motivated and accomplished collective. A, a collective that's actually looking out for each other and putting each other in the best position. From what I understand with Majestic, they just meet and just have these board meetings where they would just go through and design teams for each other. Yeah. What work. They have a culture. I'll say that. Right. They have a culture, and that's an important thing to understand. Majestics as an organization has a culture. And so when I, I looked at that, I'm like, how am I going to compete with that? Because everybody, you know, has that Lion King moment where you're walking around like Simba. It's like, I just can't wait to be king. <laughs> there you and, go. You, you, know, you know, like everybody's like, it's going, when is it going to be my turn? And then you <laughs> like 50 other Simbas around you singing the same song. <laughs> you know, it's like, we all can't be king, homie. How, how do you king? How so, do you climb that mountain? That's, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, so um, my first iteration of Phoenix Nest was a complete failure. Oh, because wow. uh, a lot of people don't know this. Like my first iteration was Phoenix Nest was myself, uh, Wes Griffin, which is my co current co-captain, Mace, which was my former co-captain. And uh, I had a lot of names and I'm not going to drop their names because I don't want people to be like, oh, it was like that. What could have been? But I, I have some former world champions and. Uh, people that I knew that were really good players. I even went so far down to look at getting uh, somebody that could provide me product on the cheap. And I had all these individuals in this one group. And I was like, let's work together. And the problem was with that, they were all just my friends and they did not cohese with one another. And it just was like, the best way to say it is like if you just took a, uh, a handful of like really dry dust and then threw it in the air, that's how it like spread. Like everything just disintegrated like that. And I was left with Mason West. <clears throat> and so I, I had to deal with some tough decisions. And number one was where am, am I going from here? Rocks are picking up. How am I going to become a better player? But no, but not only that is how are those with me becoming a better player? Okay. So, so go ahead. Well, I, what I was going to say, what popped in mind when you were talking about that is kind of like a Jordan when he was in charge of the Bullets or when you come to Wizards, just could not put all that talent together. Yeah, and, and so uh, what ended up happening for me was. I, I picked up, you know, another person and uh, one of the people that was on the team uh, said, hey, mea culpa, I'm going back to this other team that I was on, but here's a parting gift. Here's this guy 
named Dragon in Dragon's own realms. And I was like, all right. So I talked to Dragon and I felt, and actually looking back on this, this is sort of dirty on me. So he was like, so I'm on this team now, right? And I'm like, yeah, and I do my basic intro stuff. And he's like, cool, so am I getting world's help? And I'm like, no, man, you're just <laughs> on teams with us. Well, I got to ask, but okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, so initially, um, you know, stuff happened. Wes couldn't show up that year. So it's Dragon, myself, and Mace, and we're in teams. And this is the year of all of the crazy Felix Faust crap. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so it was like you were playing, you were down with the devil or you weren't. And if <laughs> yeah, you weren't, exactly. you were at the bottom end of the field having fun. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> okay. That, so that was when he was being sold as a convention exclusive, yeah, right? Yeah. The first year. And so uh, we're in Team Worlds and we, we're in the, the trials and whatnot. And so we open up okay. I'll, okay. I'll say we open up okay. And I had like an Avengers theme team with Captain America and that Hawkeye that could shoot, get the arrow tokens. And okay, yeah, I, I forgot who else I had, but it, it was it was good enough. Uh, and I I beat some teams that I I shouldn't have bought a beat. And I I got I got I was feeling myself. I was undefeated. We Mace was undefeated. Um, I think. Matt, uh, I think Dragon only won, lost one game. So wow. I was feeling myself. I was like, yeah, we're in Worlds. Um, and so we, we go for, further in, and uh, we the second, and when we get in the breaks, we, we pulled hot garbage. Ooh. You know, yeah, like hot, gar hot garbage on fire going downwind towards your house. And we were like, ooh. <laughs> and the guys next to us pulled like divine gold. <laughs> All the super rares you can imagine, all the oh. great commons and uncommons, and we're just like, good gosh, why? So we put it all together. Mace is huffing and puffing, saying, I want this piece. And then I'm like, well, no, we got to bounce things out. And then Matt's like, just give me this, and then I'll be good. And so we we negotiated it out. And I and from that first, from that meeting in that in, in that finals, let me sort of structure how teams should be run for team tournament for seal teams but uh long story short um we got fourth place in the world I'm so bad. we're up there we got pictures got our shirts on and dragon forgot his shirt so he <laughs> drew a little phoenix on uh, on the other side of his shirt and it's all three of us together just cheesing it up okay so when as time progresses, I pick, you know, Wes is there. I pick up, uh, I put out on the show on starting with podcast. I'm looking to recruit. I'm not playing games. I need you to travel. I don't want you to be on this team because you are dark logos fan. I need you to be a player. Okay. And so I got some emails from some longtime listeners to be like, yo man, can I be on your team? And I'm like, can you travel to three to four events a year? Plus one world championship which is the minimum requirement on my team. And they were like, wow. no, man, that's a lot of traveling. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, dog. You can't be on my team. So then I got, I got uh Maddie G and I got KJ uh, Foster. Okay. Maddie G. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said some things when they came on and, and I have a training regimen and philosophy that I put everybody through except for Mace because they're Mace and Matt 
sorry, Mace, let me rephrase that. Mace and Dragon are the only two on the team that have never gone through training. Well, before Mace passed away. Right. And so um, in particular, Dragon needs to be Dragon. And then Mace was, and not to sound derogatory, was was my equal in terms of founding the team. Okay, yeah. And so we would fight anyway. So anything that we would do, it would be the synthesis of the two of us anyway. So it didn't, I didn't, it wasn't even worth it for me to teach him anything because he's going to hear my opinion, whether he liked it or not. And I was going to hear his opinion, whether he liked it or not. It's best for us to be different and then come <laughs> together than us both to be the same, the same and then wonder what the hell happened. Yeah, there uh, you go. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, you know, you know, I pick up Maddie G and I pick up KJ. And so folks are like, you got this team. What's this team? Blah, blah, blah. Your way. You know, Phoenix Ness, whatever. Like, I'm up here like begging for people. I'm like, yo, anybody want to be on my team? Hey, we got cookies. And then not <laughs> really like, man, it's like folks almost will walk up to you and look at you like, like snap, like smack, snap, <laughs> like cookie tray down, and then like just glare you and then walk away. And, and you just sort of feeling like all sad. So uh the first year with Maddie G we worked on some stuff and those things, some of those things were stuff that he needed to re be removed. And then with KJ, we worked on creating a foundation. And so when we came out that first year, they were like, well, there's, there's a Phoenix nest. There's a Phoenix nest. I've seen, they have a shirt. They're all different yeah. colors. Like they're freaking power Rangers, but <laughs> there's, I, I, they keep popping up in like top eights and Oh, Maddie G one. And, KJ got top four and there's Wes. He's doing, he's, he's in, you know, final round and there's Edward, but nobody cares about Edward as a player. He's okay. Commentator, but he can't, <laughs> whatever. Okay. And so with that, uh, we went into uh, the world's two years ago and the world's two years ago. I said, like, look, we are getting this popping, but, uh, I, I had dealt with the loss of Mace at the beginning of that year. So Mace right. died two years ago around this time, a little bit earlier. And so now I, I have lost like my, my intellectual anchor and, and an emotional anchor in dealing with this. Uh, and I also had uh, his girlfriend at the time that was with us, Jess, she pretty much did like all of the producer level work. She made sure that, Hey, like, pairings are up. Do you need to get food? I'll go buy your wow. prizes for you. Like folks underestimate helps until it's gone. Oh, like yeah. how, how important that stuff is. So um, anyway, so I was out recruiting and, and I had to, in, in my recruiting, I had to do a couple of things. Number one, I had to make sure that the old vision was not the current vision. Because I was on pace to being like, yo, we're going to stomp this. Team Worlds, we're going to stomp this. You know, we're going to have a world champion. We're going to be there. That's what's up. And when Mace died, everything reset. Um, even to the point where I thought about disbanding the team or merging with another team. And I thought either merging with uh, Juggernaut because I had a good relationship with Jamie Jordan or merging with uh, Stratagem because... I had a good relationship with Howard. Right. And so I, you know, anyway, so we didn't do that. Of course we stayed. And, and so going into worlds that year, 
um, I was like, I need somebody else on the team that's creative and I need somebody else that's good. So I see PJ, top four of U.S. Nats, playing some random stuff that I never saw before with the the, uh, Ultron drones. And I was like, you know what? I need a cat like that. I need somebody (laughs) creative like that. I need to go find somebody like that. So I didn't think, I thought like he was on a team. You know, I just, I just assumed. You never assume, never just assume. So uh, I pick up a cat named Eric at, at that tournament. And then, you know, for the four of us that were there, we had a, a, a come together as a team moment where, you know, Wes sort of said, like, look, I'm not Mace. You can't treat me like Mace. And everybody else was like, yo, look, this is the stage we on. We have to start acting like this is the stage that we're on. So everybody sort of like grew the hell up. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I just gotta say that's impressive because I know dealing with a loss and dealing with that kind of flux, I mean, your brain has a hard time pushing through that. So to get to that point, that's pretty impressive for the team to survive that. Yeah. And even still, like I have my regrets, and we could talk about that maybe off recording a bit. Right. And I bring it up to my teammates uh about some regrets that I had about that year. And some regrets I had previously about dealing with Mace, but I I, I, rec- I tell everybody like, look, man, you gotta go to every world championship, every championship you come into, like this is your last, right? Like, don't half step, you know, because the moment that you half step into this sucker, I don't want to be looking, you know, at, at your memorial uh, a year later, being like, yo, I I didn't throw enough at that cat, I didn't give him enough training, I didn't. He asked me for practice time, and I never gave it to him. No. You won't. I, nobody on my team is going to say like, "Yo, I want to try to practice with Dark Logos," but he was too busy. Nobody can say that. But but anyway, going on. So keep going. Picked up Eric, and then going through the year, I was like, we were heading toward October, and we needed certain people couldn't show up, and so I was like, you know, I want to try to recruit somebody, and so I tried to recruit. Uh, Phil Isaacson, because I was trying to get him, you know, in that, I I want somebody in that creative field and he's, you know, busy working on school. So I was like, well, I'm not going to get you. So then I talked to PJ and I'm like, Hey man, uh, I'm recruiting. Um, Are you interested in joining my team? Check the box. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yo man, uh, really good talking to you. I was interested in talking to you too. Let's talk in October. And I'm like, yeah, yes. let's do that. <laughs> so we get to October and I'm like, I'm, I'm trying not to grin ear to ear, you know, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm like all dignified, like, Hey PJ, what's up? Let's talk about the prospects of Phoenix. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you, uh, I want to join. I'm like, I offer this. Th- Hold on, wait, you want to join? I didn't have to give you the spiel. <laughs> Okay, here's the benefits package. Here's your signing bonus. Easiest free agent negotiation. Oh no! Like I'm not kidding. I like I try to kid like when Aaron's team died. Aaron Cantu's team died. I didn't know that. I I tried to recruit him too, but Majestic got him first. Right. Like I I was gonna get. I was like signing bonus and everything. And and folks think I'm joking about the signing bonus. I'm like. (laughs) 
LEs. I'm not playing this. You can sell it for all I care. Here you go. Okay. Because, I again, I, I'm expecting you to work. So I gave PJ his signing bonus. I was like, boom, you were on the team. And if I knew what this moment was going to be for my team, I would have took a picture like <laughs> new draftee, PJ Bowling. Number one pick. No, <laughs> I one. got him at the end of the year. There we go. So October that year was okay for us. Uh, pretty much uh, Matty G did okay. Um, KJ and Wes and I, we didn't even break. And so uh, into, into the finals. So, I mean, into the top 32. So we, we progressed, we go to the beginning of the year. Then I picked up uh, Sarah and right. Wes, Wes did that recruiting job for me because I was trying to pick up Sarah from like day one for the team. And uh, so her being on the team sort of changed dynamics a little bit um, because I had gotten in less than a year, three people, and I'm used to teaching at max two people in a period of a year, a span of a year. Oh, wow. And I have a two year training program. So oh, wow. when, you, when you talk about two year training program and you got people at different points of the cycle, you're like, hold up, wait, where are you at? What do I need to do with you and maintain that? while looking at growth and development and, and skill set. So it, it was starting to become a bit of a little, it was a bit of a problem. But we had different chats and, and texts and stuff that we were using to talk. And we were able to be more cohesive because we were talking to each other each, every day. And we were talking about sets, we were talking about ideas, and we were talking about this, that, and the other. And then, um, I remember something that Mace wanted us to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And he was like, I'm going to get us jerseys. And he wanted to get like some cheapo jerseys, <laughs> like 25 bucks basketball jerseys that we just throw on over our, our clothes. And, and then we just roll in like that. Uh, and, and, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to find us some jerseys. So I threw it up to the team. And they're like, yeah, we want the button jerseys. They want this and that and the other. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're going to get Jersey. So I go online, I find these cats and I look at their work and they have like the basic ones. That's like, here's a baseball tee. And then here's this like the, if you go over to this little side part uh -huh. and they're like full sublimation and you <laughs> oh. see like freaking fire Eagles popping out, like, you know, like you ain't got nothing on us. Tanks rolling <laughs> through the Jersey. I'm like, yo, I want that. <laughs> I want the fire jersey. I, you know, it's like that's what I'll pay for. I would have, if hell, if anything, everybody's gonna remember me because of my jersey, not because of anything else. So <laughs> and I, I will say, at Origins, it was impressive y'all walking in there with those jerseys. Yeah, they stood out. You could yeah. tell where Phoenix next guy was or woman. They were, they were flaming on right there. They yeah, were just burning. Yeah. I was like, I, I had pictures because you send pictures to the jersey guy. And I'm like, yo, here's pictures. I got a, a picture with fire on the bottom. I got my colors. <laughs> I got my, like, Dragon went and got us a little Phoenixness, little logo mascot made. I'm like, yeah. Because they didn't like the one I made. They were like, oh, gosh, it looks like a demon. Like, throw that away. <laughs> it's almost as bad as that Charizard tattoo that Cat had a couple of years ago. Okay, so we got all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, we got jerseys. And so black was Mesa's color. And red was my color and orange was dragon's color. So those colors are on 
our first jersey and it represents pretty much a coming together of like the initial work and so now the guys want like we want blue and white I'm like <laughs> okay this year <laughs> this year we gonna come out hot fire when y'all see the jerseys this year you're gonna be like dang phoenix nest with your high fashion and high technology uh, y'all like y'all Wakandans. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all are cutting edge. That's what we're cutting, got. cutting edge. <laughs> so uh we we came in into Origins last year and we just like let's let's light them up. Let's light them up. And so I'm sitting there trying to call, I'm in Nats. I'm and I'm like, whatever, you know. Uh and I, I did my first grinder and I got second place in my grinder. I'm like, thank you. Like I didn't even I'm on. I, I, I was like, we we played. And then at a certain point, I'm just like, do you just want the win, man? Because I'm in that. So all I need to do is get the second place. He's like, sure. And I'm like, okay, I just want this thing that they're going to drop on the table. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. Thank you. I'm out. I'm gone. <laughs> done. Right. I'm, I'm gone. I'm done. Okay. Make it easy. That's I made it easy. Saying. On my first grinder, too. So I was happy. <laughs> I was like four points scored. <laughs> I got four points tomorrow. I'm in Worlds. So I get in the Nationals. I play my Jakeen team like everybody else. And things are close, and I'm getting pissed off. And and I do one thing, yeah, I, and, and there's people that I beat and didn't beat that I just got mad about. But I was on the top half of the mountain, so I scored eight points. Okay, cool. So it didn't matter about the grinder the previous day. I still got my eight points, but I didn't break. So I was like, whatever. And then I got an emotional hissy fit for the next day and made a completely new team that I never play tested Ooh. outside of that night before and try to completely carry the field of Jakeem. And that that went how it everyone hey. knows it would go. Yeah, it goes the way it goes. When it, goes it goes that way. It goes that way. And that wind blows south real quick. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, so uh, so we, we had breaks. We had, I think, uh, yeah, PJ breaks. Uh, you know, I, I don't think KJ did. And I don't think uh, Wes wasn't there. Yeah, Wes wasn't there last year, I think. Yeah, Wes wasn't there last year. But um, PJ breaks and uh, Matty G breaks. And then I'm like, all right, guys, you know, like, let's let's do this. Let's warm up. We're going to get this. You need anything? Like, I, I'll act like, again, like you talk about, I talk about that helps being important. I got snacks. Right. Like, you need food? <laughs> you need a you need a cliff bar? <laughs> Matty G's like, yeah, I can get, I need a cliff bar, like, here. I'm like, now drink some water. <laughs> Drink some water. You're the you're the you're the mother. Yeah, it's, I straight turn into mom mode. I turn into overprotective dad mode. Like, did you eat your vegetables there, Maddie G? But not that bad. But okay, so so I'm I'm handing out snacks. To, you know, we're, they're just playing and playing, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, Maddie G's in the finals. Oh, I know. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. PJ's in the finals. PJ's in the finals because Maddie G was in Worlds. I'm like, right. PJ's in the finals. I'm like, yeah. This is our goal. <laughs> we got to win this. We got to win this. And then I'm looking at the game. I'm like, come on. Come on. And, you know, okay. He loses. And Dustin Cedars win. And I'm like, yo, we, we hit our goal. You got fourth place last year. The goal was to get in the finals. We got, we got in the finals. All right. He's not mad. Boom. All right. Cool. All right, let's let's. All right, we good. We gonna we gonna win worlds. So everybody's hype. Everybody's high five. Right. PJ and Maddie, Maggie. And we, all right, and then so we go into worlds. Everybody's in worlds. Of course, I bomb. I I, <laughs> I bomb so hard, and I'm not. And, and and I'm sitting there, 
and it and it sort of synced in on me when I saw like in top four a guy playing the exact same team that I was playing, playing Howard, and it, and it dawned on me, it's like, yo, homie, that could have been you. And that 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 solidified my stop being a punk in the last minute and stick with your team. Get, play what you brought. Play what you brought. Don't be building your team at the venue, you punk people. I know. I mean that. That happens so much. When I see someone change their team in a venue, I'm like, you about to lose because you net deck for a 1 in 21 chance. Yeah. That's stupid. So anyway, um, we, we're going through. You know, PJ gets knocked out, and Matty G is still in. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, that? And, like, when it definitely in the top four game where there was a call between him and Easton. I watched that. I watched that and, game. I and and it, I was like, oh, snap, we're going to win this. And so when he beat Easton, I was like, oh, it's on. It's on. <laughs> like, watch the throne, son. We about to get ours. We about to get ours. And so again, everybody saw that game, and 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 folks might think like I was bitter or anything about that because Maddie G didn't win, and I and I wasn't because again Howard's my boy. You know, Stratagem right. is is you know they're my they're my friends, and uh, Wes Summers and I talked. You know, like whenever we have big events, Wes Summers and I talk, and it's usually my like we elevate each other with some profound insight that we had. And um, we talked about, you know, trying to help each of our teams out. And we talked about both of our stress levels right now. <laughs> and so and so it, it was sort of helpful. It was sort of helpful because if you saw me during that finals game, you would have thought that I was at a professional sports event. I was cringed <laughs> up. I was like, I was about darn near ready to cry. I was trying not to yell. And then, you know, I would throw my hands up like, yes, but I couldn't yell. And then when, you know, when it all resolved, I I, I, I was like, I, I was crying. I was crying. I'm like, yes, we're here, but <laughs> daggone it, we lost. That's okay, Matt. And, and I mean, we celebrate with those who celebrate, you know, because it's still an achievement. And so Matt got swagged out and then he has, and then and I remember when he puffed out his jersey and that was a moment for me. It was like, yeah, that's something to be proud about. You yeah, know, yeah. that 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 game was something to be proud about because nobody really played poorly in that game. And he showed like a lot of the work they put in that year was manifested in that game. So Wait, come I, to go I'm ahead. Sorry, I, I just could jump in. I mean, that's that's kind of a testament when he puffed out that jer jersey. Just a testament to how much time you had put in to help get get that team to that point. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so then we get into team finals. So that no, let me phrase it. Before that night, we're out eating and uh, we're sitting there just joking. It's like, you know what would be funny? And that we can, you know, I want to win worlds. Right. And this is PJ says, it's just like, but if we got, we went two, 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 that would just be hilarious. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I want to win worlds too. That would be hilarious. Little but foreshadowing. Then as, but then uh -huh. as the great leader, I have to say, but we're going to win worlds. <laughs> of course. Okay. So everybody, yeah, everybody's like, yeah. And then so we go in and we pull pretty good. We we don't we didn't pull hot garbage fire. Uh and and we pull pretty good. And so uh I got to uh experience two things. Um I got to experience humility and, and courage. 
in, in one foul swoop. The humility was in prelims, they they went and took me, strapped me on their back. And carried you? And then just was like, <laughs> mm, oh, oh, oh. And then they threw me down at the next round. It's like, we're here. Just get us points. And then it's like, we'll get the win. So I'm like, okay. I'll get us points and I'll get them points. And they'll be like, yeah, you get guys points. And they pick me back up. And they go, oh, oh. Carried you me down. And it's like, all right, we have this next round. You got some, you got some points. At least you got some points, man. Dude, I, I was horrible in prelims. I didn't get my my first like serious win until we were in out rounds. And then wow. um, I, I was able to beat uh, one of the guys in Failboat. And and, and and when I beat them, we they all won too, so it almost didn't matter. Uh, it, I said almost, but it still does matter because okay. it's, it's, you still want to win. <laughs> yes, um, you do. <laughs> but uh, we were talking, and, and I was like, look, man, you've been here before. Just because you lose now doesn't mean you're not ever, ever going to be back here again. So uh, we we talked, and then you know we kept going up, and then I remember when we went against Majestics. Now – Nobody knows this except, like, truthfully, Mace and um, Dragon was that when we got in the top four uh, at, on, on our run previously, we had to go through Majestics and we beat them. So now we're in top four and it's like, it's us, Majestics, four points gaming and stratagem. Yeah. Like they're all established teams. All top level teams. All top, top level, level teams. Yeah. And so uh I'm there and I'm like, I'm facing Cole from Majestic. So I'm just like, man, what, what what's this team? And and I, I I got caught slipping. I didn't fully study his team. Uh and I was like, nobody plays Bat Rock. Nobody <laughs> plays Bat Rock. Why are you playing Bat Rock? Bat Rock. <laughs> And so he he came in and showed me why he played Bat Rock. <laughs> and I just I just lost. And I and I'm like, man, this is where we lose it. And then my and then they do this to me all the time. They look at me like all sad, like Matt and PJ. They look like mm -hmm. little puppies out in the rain, shivering. <laughs> Are you gonna win it for us, Edward? <laughs> Are you gonna win it for us? Are, is this where we end? <laughs> you know, and they're just looking at me and I'm and, and I tried, like I summoned every bit of courage up in me. And like I said, humility and courage. There you go. You, I just summoned everything. I'm like, I'm gonna play. I gotta win. And so I, I now Cole just stopped me. So, but the game went long. So we went to time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go up to him, I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I couldn't win it. And then PJ's like, yeah, that's okay. We won our games. We're in the finals. <laughs> and I was like, yes! I was like, yes! So then we're in the finals. And so of all the things with my matchup, I faced freaking Wakandans. Oh, yeah. I faced freaking Wakandans. That was a tough team. And he had that. Uh, yeah. Map. Wasn't it the UN map he played? Yeah, no, I picked UN map. You picked it. Okay. I picked UN map. Okay. For some, no, no, he picked you in map. I forgot that. He picked you in map because he's like plus 32 map role because he had yeah. like 80 freaking Wakandan warriors, Wakabi, freaking three Black Panthers. Like, 
I, I was just stuck there with my rocket launcher Punisher. Like, <laughs> I got to get these fools in the hallway so I can light them up so I have a chance. Freaking Wakabi and whoever else made them all plus defense. And then he had yeah. Chair Panther. And, and I was just like, in the back of my mind, I said this. I'm like, I got to fight this. I don't want to fight this. Daggone it, I wish I had his team just for <laughs> just for like the, the whole concept. I just wish I had his team. I have the okay. Black Panther team. Just, just the Black Panther. <laughs> I just wish I had his team. And so I'm like, but you know what? I you know, I, I ain't come this far to give go back now. So like let's go. And I pull out every trick I possibly can and with because of freaking Wakabi. Freaking Wakabi, man. But, I mean, I, I, I did get some points off on him. But, you know, in the end, Warren won. And we lost. And we went 2-2-2. Two, two, two. And uh, I couldn't I, – I wasn't mad. And that was that was the big thing. Like, I couldn't sit back there and pout and be like, if my dice rolls were better, I could have won. I'm like, no, I'm going against one of the best players in the game. I can't sit there and pout, oh, I should have won. And I can't sit there and be like, if only I had played, I made a better team. I'm like, no, I had what I had. Right. And so, and and so that's like the maturity element of like, good game. Y'all are still my boys. We can still hang out. Uh, I'm not going to pout or be bitter about this, you know, and, and I'm going to celebrate with you and congratulate you, but be, let it be known next year. <laughs> Next year, I'm bringing it again. Next year, uh, we're gonna fight. I, so, I, and go ahead. Sorry, yeah, sorry, but yeah, but go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I, I'm, I, I mentioned on my podcast or so, I do, I coach, I coach basketball actually, but uh, it's always neat, you know, you want that ability, and it sounds like you reached that ability of where just enjoyed the competition. There's a lot of stuff you can't control. There's a lot of stuff you can't control. You try to control everything. You can't control everything. And sometimes, you know, it's just not your time. You come up against a good opponent. They make the right plays. You, you're, you don't execute those. And it just kind of happens that way. And it's, yeah. it, you got to feel good about it. And it sounds yeah. like y'all did two, two and two. two, that's two, two. Man, that's, that is an incredible year for Phoenix. Ness. That is an in sensational year. I but, mean, you, but, but here's the thing. We go into October, and we about double the size of our team. And really? Yeah. So going – I mean, we had a pretty good summer. Like, I'm not going right. to front. Like, our summer was fun. Like, after Origins, we was like, events. Like, we're winning state championships oh, and yeah. we're final rounds and stuff like that. Like PJ, yeah, Maddie, all of them were lighting it up. Yeah, yeah. KJ. I, I was like, like, we're all up there. And so it's like, yeah, this is this is our time. So we go into I put out for recruiting again, but I do it like silently. And right. and I and I and I do it like this. Cause when we won, and this is a lesson for people making teams and running teams. When I started, no one wanted to be with me. Right. The moment that we proved that we were successful, everybody wanted to be with me. Everybody wants part of that gravy train. Everybody, Everybody wanted to be with me. And so now I had to be like, I can be picky. Or you had to interview. You you, you I, had a choice. I, I interview anyway, but I was like, I can be picky now. And you, you know, like, the ball. Bell yeah. of the ball. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you, you got to understand, like, 
what I, I had to start saying to folks like, what, what, what do you give to me? Oh, like okay. I had emails from people that would be like, I want to get on Phoenix Nest because I feel like I can be a great player. And I'm like, well, duh, you could be a great player on this team, but what do I get from you? Like, like where, where, where do you help the team at? And so when we went into Rocktober, I like, I, I turned down a lot of people. And then I told my guys like recruiting wise, look at who you think will fit the culture. And that's okay. important. Oh, who will fit the culture and also help grow the team and make it stronger. And then I had, and I had another rule. I'm hands off. So I'm not picking these guys. I brought one person in the team. Cause I can just tell some, I just say like, you're on the team. I brought one person in and they're a support. They're, they're, they're not even a full, they, they could play, but they're not, their main role isn't to play. Their main role is to build and help. Right. Okay. But uh, I told him like, like, look, go get them, uh, get the contact information, give me, you know, the list of the people that you want, and then I'm going to go talk to them, and then we're going to determine who we're going to let in and who we're not. And so uh, we brought in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, we brought in a total of eight people. That's a huge expansion of people. Um, yeah, two supports and uh, six players. And and I told my guys at that time, because I'm like, look, man, I've been at this for two over two years now. I'm burnt out. Uh, from the end of October to the end of this year, I'm on Heroclix sabbatical. Like, don't ask me about clicks. We not, I'm not talking about clicks. I'm, you know, I'm going to do my show. But even with people that listened to the show at that time, they heard me. I was burnt out. I'm like, ah. Uh, if you get a show, you get <laughs> I remember a show. That. You get a show. <laughs> I'll put up when I get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> okay. Like, brother, need to take a break. Um, and so I told everybody else, I'm like, look, uh, we got these cats. Y'all are at mastery level. Y'all put in your time. Uh, for Wes, he he been over his two years. So I'm like, you and I just pretty much after I did the interviews. And uh, I had a conversation because initially I was like, I'm going to bring in three. Right. And then I saw the quality of the people that were bringing in. I'm like, eh, okay, maybe this will work. Maybe not. And I had my little prayer time and in my prayer time, I, I you know, I could sort of hear God say to me, it's like, learn the lesson of Moses. Oh, I love that. And, 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 and when I learned that go back to Moses and when Moses is taking the people out of Israel, He's like, man, it's so much. Everybody coming to me with their problems. I got to do this. I got to tell them we're going to go this this way. Then I got 15 people complaining to me about the camel poop. And then that the horse broke down and it's about <laughs> to fall out. And then they're like, oh, man, you know, the five gold bars fell off the truck and then somebody snatched it. And then there's complaints everywhere. You like it's too much stuff for one person to handle. It was like you got to have your lieutenants handle this and you have right. to trust them to handle it their way. And so I'm like, KJ, Wes, PJ, y'all take care of these cats. Uh, I'll take care of this one person. And I'm not, I'm not coaching all the other folks. And then with the two supports, one of them was my former student. So I don't have to coach him. Right. And the other guy, I'm like, yo, just ask me stuff. And, and you're at liberty to talk to anybody. 
you know, it's just that we're not going to beam down a lot of focus on you. Like you could just go and graze from whatever salad bar you want to. And so it's it's worked out mainly because I don't have to come to individuals and teach everything to them. But now I'm at that point where I, I kid you not, I hear my teammates coach me and say the things that I said to them. So, <laughs> so that it's like I, I hear myself being preached to myself. And I'm like, I know this, but it's good that you remember. So like when we we picked up all these people, the main goal was to say, I don't want you to just think that if you're not playing me and PJ and Matt on a team, that you have dodged a bullet. Like we are coming and it's, it's, it's a collective. I want, whenever you see that Jersey, I want you to understand that work has been put behind that person in that Jersey. They're serious. They're going to bring it. Yeah. We're going to bring it. You, you, you might win, you might win, but you, you, it's not going to be easy. Bear up the game. You see that Jersey sitting across from you. You better have that game on a, but yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, that's the hero clicks, you know, history of Phoenix nest. I had one of my dreams for the team happen recently in South Bend where we, we did first, second, third. And oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, PJ, I'm sorry. KJ got first, PJ got second and I got third and it felt good because that's, that's been a goal for like over three years is to go into an event and be like, we are the finals. <laughs> We are, we are the finals. We we are it. There we are go. the finals. Yeah. Hey, um, what what I'll say is, you know, I I watch uh, a lot of different things, but you know, I would if I had to look at your uh, Phoenix Nest, I you know, I go back to what Marcus Simonis says: it's people, process, and product. You know, mm-hmm. your your process is obviously sound. You've established a process. You make sure it stays that way, and you know, you're starting to put together a high where you've put together a high level team. Now it's able to be franchised out and expanded. I mean, here's one thing I want to ask. Are are you thinking about starting a minor league? Yes. Oh, wow. Cool. Now, now folks would be like, yeah, yeah, I got a chance, but it's, (laughs) it's, it's not how, it's not how most people think. Okay. And, uh, I love innovative ideas. So what is your it, innovation to the minor league? It's it's in-house and and it's we 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 approach a problem. Okay. And the problem is we have a lot of families. And I do not want Politico over I want my spouse to play. Oh. Uh, gotcha. I want my kid to play. Can they be okay. on the team? Why didn't you recruit my kid? My son's playing. He's good. Um, Let's do this. And we don't have that. I just want to be, I'm just being clear. Mm -hmm. But there is a developmental stage of which, like I have a nephew and he'll be three this year. And I would love to say when he's five or, or, you know, eight, like, hey, you seen those toys that uncles had, you know, (laughs) since you were born? want to come play games with uncle he'll be like yeah okay well will he will he be the next isaac you know maybe maybe not i don't know i don't care it's my nephew i'm having fun with him like wes has three daughters uh kj has a son and a daughter um 
you know, Wes tried to get his his wife to play and she's learning stuff. And and like it it, it echoes out like Jared, he has kids, you know, like and so the minor league and, and a developmental thing would probably be more for our family than anything else. And trying to keep, it, sorry, trying to keep some harmony in the team across culture. Yeah, well, yeah, that stress. But yeah, but also make it so that it's a non-competitive way of getting in for the families so that they don't ever have to feel like, oh, I wasn't good enough to be on the team. And so I, you never, like I, I tell everybody, you know, that's married on the team. It's like, look, man, I'm your friend. Let your wife know that I'm your friend. If he, if, if y'all need to go have married time, I am your friend. I'm gone. Just tell me how long I'm gone. All right. Right. You know, I, I, you know, from all my ministry background and everything else, I'm the last dude that wants to be like, yeah, I was the cause of divorce or marital strife or relationship breakdown or anything like that. Okay. So, everything that I've looked at has mainly been involving our families and not outside of that, because I'll be honest to a degree, if you want to start your own stuff, I pretty much have told everybody how to do it. You have, I, I think you had a podcast where you went through yeah. how to create teams. Yeah. I remember listening I, to that. Yeah. I've, I've, I've put up in the last three years, enough information for anyone to go make a team. It, it, and so what I've learned is most people just, it's not an element of, is this a, a major league or minor league or or whatever it is. It's just most people don't wanna do the organizational stuff. And that's the boring everyday stuff that you have to be on top of. Like, and we're gonna talk about origins and stuff, but, what happens when your world championship changes locations? Yes. What happens when Rocktober changes locations? What happens when WKOs aren't in the month that you planned it to be? Yeah. What happens when, you know, the rock you were banking on that you normally get your rock points from isn't held that year? Like, there are a lot of logistical things that come down to running a team outside of playing. <laughs> It is. And, 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 and you being in charge of it, you have to keep the gears moving, you know, and that's, that's, that's tough. That's tough. As a coach, you have to keep all the gears moving. You have yeah. to keep the vision going. So. Yeah. And the last thing I'll, I'll put it like this, the last thing that people following you want to hear is I don't know. And I plan to not know people will accept. I don't know right now. Right. Because then they'll be like, all right, all right, all right. We got to figure something out. He's got, he's going to figure something out, you know, but two weeks later and you like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't care. I'm not thinking about that. You're going to start <laughs> losing people. And there are, I've, I passed on good players after last year because they don't fit my logistics and they don't fit my, my culture. And, wow. and so that's the, that's the thing. If folks, if folks, and I'll say this, if you want like a minor league team, and you want to establish a minor league team, here's what you do. All right. You go into your local store and you say, hey, guys, I want to play uh, competitive casual, which means that I want to create competitive theme teams that we can come and get together and play in a mini tournament once a week 
or or once a month and and do that okay that way you you get to see who's involved who's interested you have a little scrimmage between everybody and then everyone's like you know what i like this or know what this sucks shift you know get the chaff from the wheat just shift them real quick right boom okay now you got your wheat you'd be like well are we sourdough bread are we like whole grain bread what are we gonna be and it's like you know what i still like this uh hardcore casual thing i, I like that and then it's like go to wko's and then your whole goal of of your venue is to be the dojo that goes to wko you wear your little venue shirts and hats and go and you're a team you are junior varsity you know hall of famers okay and that's fine there is nothing against that there's nothing wrong with that that's great yeah i've seen i see micro teams everywhere that's great all of a sudden like man who's those guys with those weird shirts oh that's their team okay and then other people are like, well, there's all these teams here. Maybe I can get on a team. And then you might find somebody from like 50 miles away who wants to be part of your little clique. And then now you have a little group on Facebook and you talk, and now you have a team. And so if you decide to do something bigger and grow bigger, your group can grow bigger and you can support each other. And then y'all can haggle out the price of the hotel and all this other stuff. It's, it's not hard. No. <laughs> that, that part's not hard. <laughs> But if, if someone's like, we want Ragnarok to come in and carry us. We want Pusheen to come in and carry us. Be like, no, they got they got problems too. Yeah. <laughs> they got cultures too. You know, like like a lot of folks will be like, in particular, uh, with Majestics. A lot of people want to be like, if I had the chance to be on Majestics, I would be on Majestics. I'm like, can you deal? You you know Patrick's public personality. Can you deal with him as your coach? Can you deal with how he runs his system? And I'll tell you, if you are a Care Bear Stare type person, you can't handle Patrick. He's very it, intense. He's yeah, like, you you can't. So, and, and and even with me, if if you're a person that you're like, I'm going to put out my team and this is what I'm going to play and then I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, no. That doesn't work. You, you, you will not. You will not go through Phoenix as well. You will not go through Phoenix as well. So uh, you you will be leaving. <laughs> You'll be gone. You will be, be leaving. <laughs> okay, so let yeah. me let me kind of summarize this. So uh, right now, I would say what you're saying. I'm just going to summarize it. You're saying that you can start at local and start to expand out and get bigger and bigger and expand into a larger entity. Start local, grow bigger. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, like have local tournaments that are specifically to be theme team competitive like don't sit there and get mad because someone played you know id cards or or chase right. Iceman or something you know okay it's x-men team oh he played a shenanigans where he can bring some guy and make it the theme team so what don't care play and then be like your world's equivalent we're going to wko we're right. going to wko yeah we've been waiting all year for this wko time that's fine and then bask in your achievement. Understand the scale of your achievement. Don't think you're better than you are. Right. But if you win, take it in, have fun, and enjoy it. All right. And, yeah. and I, I can say that I have tried, and I, I agree with you. It's hard to start a team uh, 
trying to jump to high up in the level. Like I wrote down some levels, like local, regional, national, you know, mm-hmm. a local team, maybe you go to one WKO a year. I assume a regional team, you're going to try to hit your regions, WKOs and a national team. You're really just trying to spread out and try to get as much in as possible. Rocks, WKOs, everything. Yeah. And I can say you can't start at a regional level. Sometimes you have to start local, you know, you got to build your structure, your process and then move it up. Yeah. And I would definitely, if this was three years ago, you could just travel and then get success. Those, those days are gone. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, rock is, is, is fine. And I don't want to say like, I'm not trying to shoo people away from rock, but what I am saying is if you go to a super queue or to, in particular, if you go to a regional and, and you're new, go there to learn. You pay $25 to learn today. If, if you thought that you're going to come back, you know, go there with a pair of dice and a prayer and be, you know, the champion, unless you're part of one of these groups that have been grooming you, good luck on that, buddy. You have Vegas odds. Oh, yeah. The, the days of early on hero clicks where we didn't have team formations and uh, where you could go score high, just show up, it's, it's gone. I've, I've been yeah. to enough high-level high WKOs and seeing worlds and nationals. You just get eat up. You get eat up. The players are playing at a very high level, and they're not alone. They they get there because of what you said, team structure. Yeah. And so, man, that's a great insight into team organization. I mean, it kind of comes back to our main topic, which is a kingmaker. I yeah. think looking at the success of Phoenix Nest uh-huh. and how you're all playing at a high level, you know, I consider you one of those guys that has helped rise up the uh, competitive level of HeroClix players. Mm-hmm. I mean, just by your stuff. So, you know, I just wanted to, I, I, we're going to go through these questions, get just kind of go, because I'm, I'm really curious. Uh, what is the number one thing a competitive hero clicks player needs? I mean, if you had to say it's an intangible, what is the number one thing they need? It depends on which type of player. Um, I said this about like two years ago. There's pilots and there's builders. And okay. sometimes you can get people that are both. Like Matty G is a pilot. Like I could just be like, here's this Starcraft. Uh, here's these buttons. Here's that phaser bank. This is how you go left. This is how you go right. He'll play it and make top four or win the event. Um, I think I think he mentioned that in his last WKO win. He's like, I don't build my teams. Everybody knows I don't build my teams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and so I remember when his locals got mad at him. He's like, you went in. You didn't even build. I, I had respect for him, but he didn't. He doesn't even build his own teams. And I'm like, oh, you don't. I was like, do you know who he has behind him? That's right. I was right. like, shoot, if I was a new player too, I wouldn't build my own team. I'd be like, <laughs> I was like, shoot. Give and me I'm the not, key to the kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even talking about PJ. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but if if I would say this, establish, you know, what style of player you are. Are you a defensive player, shenanigans, or aggro? After that, decide if you're primarily a builder or a pilot. And then you want to have somebody that pairs off in your polarity. Okay. Okay. If you're a builder, find someone that's a really good pilot. If you're defensive, find some uh, aggro and shenanigans player. You know, you need, you need some balance to understand the game in multiple layers so that when you go out, you don't get wrecked. That's, that's why I'm, I'm a proponent of hero clicks, buddy and fan. Because if you get mad at a local level that you lost to, and you didn't get a $5 plastic man that you can get on eBay, 
you're you're losing all the riches over the petty. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So that's that's what a hero competitive hero quest player needs. Oh, I agree. And I've got a buddy, and we play, and he plays a totally different style than me, and it makes me a lot better. You know, we both kind of understand each other. So, hey, what stands out to you? You've had multiple observations, and obviously you kind of evaluate players. What's the difference between an average player and a high-level player? An average player comes into the assumption that what is in front of them is all there is. Okay. And and I, and, I, and it sounds very zen-like, and it sounds very, like, metaphysical. But the the truth of the matter is, an average player will you hand it the same team to an average player and an advanced player. An average player will be like, well, I move him up and then I attack with him and then he heals and this do that. An advanced player is looking at the dial, looking at the power interactions, and then looking at the tempo, and that's the basic level. They're like, okay, I got two objects. I don't need, I need this for this matchup. I need that for that matchup, but I need both for these situations. Um, most optimally, I'm going to move to one quarter field. I'm going to pick up my objects. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be these tokens on turn one. Turn two, I'm going to do blankety blank and blank. And if he approaches and does X, Y, and Z, I'm going to retaliate with this. If he doesn't, I'm going to clear. It, it, the average player is like, well, just move up and then I'm going to attack. I'm going to attack that figure right there because that's the big character. And it's like, no, you need to go kill the mobility, Prime. kill that mobility so they can't hunt you. you. You know, like like simple things like that is the difference between an average player and an advanced player is knowing the what is really going on behind the scenes of the game versus what's just in front of you. Plato's Allegory of the Cave is, is the best example. Okay. All right. So, I mean, yeah, the, uh, the use of being able to tear apart teams, the ability to adapt in situations, all that versatility that you bring to a team through your mind. And instead of just being the point and click, you know, vet icons point and click, you did the same thing every time. Even vet icon super vet had depth. And, and, yeah, and, and, and here, here's the thing where it had depth. You, if you played a new player with vet icon Superman, and I know, cause I played this, they will run up and just try to kill something. Right. Not the optimal kill. Yeah. And then they'll be like, well, I don't want to push him because he only has three clicks of hypersonic speed. Okay. So I'm going to leave him out in the open in this worst possible position. And then you're like, and uh, I send out my, my Despero's uh, unique and perplex up his damage. And boom, now you're not going anywhere. And uh, yeah, thank you for being... <laughs> Thank you for being you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for just playing it a certain way I knew you would. Yeah. All right. Um, I think you've already talked about what you look for in a teammate team member, but i really interested in what is the proper mindset for a tournament, constructed and sealed? If you had to break it out, what's your proper mindset when you come into those events? Uh, constructed is, did you prep? Did you practice? Prep and practice are, are the big things. Like, are you spending time with a team builder? Are you how much time are you putting in on your teams? Okay. Um, are you just changing builds just because, or are you changing builds to get better? Like those are important things for looking at constructive play. If you're looking at seal, you want to look at the set ahead of time and then just have a prayer. Like, dear Lord, let me okay. please receive this. And if your prayers get answered, fine. If not, okay. If if I was looking at team worlds because you have six boosters, 
I would say your mindset is how, what is the win condition for three teams? Okay. And I got you. Yeah, yeah. What is the win condition for three teams? And if you could create three teams that are functional and competitive, you've, you've done well. If you have two teams that are really good and one that's craptastic and has like 5% chance of winning, you will not make it past top four because in top four, those teams are three teams that have high chances of winning. Yeah. I've, I've just seen it too many years. I, I know that uh, at the last origins, me, my buddy and another listener all got together and we played there and got our six boosters and we put together a team. And I mean, we made, I, I made, I was team captain and I made the decision. We had, not great boosters mm. and we made a fundamental mistake we took a super rare and just set it to the side because we didn't think it was that good and we left it off a team and it was a chair black panther and you know it depends on how many wakandans warriors yeah we, we we didn't have a lot it was gonna be kind of hard uh to kind of build around it and it was also not understanding the structure of the tournament I put myself in the A position since I was team captain and didn't look at what was our best team should go in the A, B, because I didn't understand that A would play A and everybody's putting their best team on A, you know, so. There's a psychology to that, which oh, I yeah. can't talk about. It's proprietary. Oh, I, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. There's you, a psychology you, to that. It's you have proprietary. to go, You've got to go earn it. I played that as, a, as an amazing type of event to play. And you're right. you got to kind of know – what you want to do with each team. Can you build the competitive teams and really how that tournament kind of works. But yeah, those are great pieces of advice for proper mindset. I know my last WKO I did sealed in the X-Men. I'm going to belabor this because I, it was awful. It was an awful showing. Not only did my dice roll bad, but I, I out of 10 figures, I could not put a theme team together in X-Men and I had nothing good. And it was just like, I'm like, I'm looking at it going, it's going to be a slog all day long. And I'm sitting across from Wolverines, Kid Gladiators, Professor X's. And I'm I'm like, yeah, okay. The guy right next to me pulls an Iceman with a Storm and another X-Men that made him a theme team. And I was like, I'm like, okay. The Chase Iceman. I'm like, yeah. Let me see. Uh, I, uh, let me take my beating for three rounds, and I'll be okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, I, I understand. You got to kind of know. You pray, depending on what it is. Uh, what do you think? Okay, and this is important. I think you have a lot of great players out there or people who could be great, but what holds them back? Pride. Pride. I hear Pride. you, friend. No, I'm like, I'm not in the front. Because I, 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 people forget, like, I do pay coaching. Like, oh, I do I pay coaching. Yeah. I, I have thought about taking you up on that offer. Man, I, <laughs> I need to take my game to the next level. I, I do pay coaching, and and here's what will happen. Um, the people that I work with at least humble themselves to understand, like, I need help because right. there's, like, four to five guys that dominate, and out of those four to five guys, you already know the henpecking order for them. And so <clears throat> what will happen is this. One lesson with me, they'll they'll get up there and they'll get into a finals. Two lessons from me, they'll dominate the venue. Wow. And I'm not just saying that as like, yeah, self-plug, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying this from working with people. It's one lesson with me, they stop their event. Two lessons with from me, they're dominating their venue. 
then what ends up happening is, and I know this also from with my teammates who are getting more coaching from me and who has more interaction, is in the good venues, they understand what's going on and they're willing to learn from the person that's getting better. In the bad venues, the person that used to be number one is mad that they lost their status position. More jealousy. And gets jealous. They'll say stupid stuff. They'll go off on a player. Or they'll just pack up their stuff and walk away. And if they would just say this whole simple thing of like, it's a $5 plastic man on eBay. And I go on eBay and get it. And then I go and learn from this guy who seems to all of a sudden gotten better. I, I would want to learn from that man. If all of a sudden you have a crippled dude and then he's up there playing for the NBA. Like you would want to know, like, how would you go from being crippled to play from the NBA? How'd you do it? I mean, iron yeah. sharpening iron. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it is. It is. I have seen that in venues. You know, the jealousy can rain up when players, a player just gets a lot better and starts understanding the game and starts doing some new nuances. And the old king does not like the new king on the throne. You know? Yeah. And, you'll, you'll see that Mufasa scar syndrome real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll be like the old king's up there. And then, <laughs> then Scar's like, you're going to die, brother. <laughs> die. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a, that's a common. And we do need to realize that this is an ever-changing, ever-evolving game that you have great players pushing way forward. PJ yeah. pushes it. Easton pushes it. You push it. Aaron Cantu, uh, Patrick Gaboko, they're all pushing it. And you you know what? You you can't keep up with it by being stagnant. You're going right. to have to just continue to get better. Yeah. Right. So let's look at skills. What do you think is the skill that takes the longest? So if I'm going to sit down, I'm going to be competitive. I have a timeline. What skill do I need to just stay on top of? Because it's just going to take the longest to develop and really get to that hone in for a competitive play. There's really two. It's placement and internal clock. Placement, I, I I agree. I am terrible at placement. I, I know that by just looking at my objects. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Placement and internal clock. If you don't know what time it is and, and, and without looking at a watch, you're you're in trouble. Yeah, you need to keep track of those rounds, how they're going and all that. So. Yeah. Okay, what fundamentals need to be mastered first? Know what? your pack. Know the main powers. You're right. Don't know your let pack. them kick. There you go. Good. Yeah. That's that's I, I have to say that because you if if you can't understand why running shot and psychic blast goes together, don't you you don't need to be on competitive stage. Yeah. You need to know how the powers interact with each other. You need to kind of understand their weaknesses and strengths. I got you yeah. on that one. Okay, what skill is the easiest to compensate for? So if I'm looking at my skill set, what skill am I is the easiest to compensate for? I'm, I'm going to tell you this, and it sounds weird for me to say it. Depending on your venue, the skill that this is the easiest to compensate for is team building. Oh, wow. Why yeah. do you say that? I have something that I say in culture that I don't want to say it out of culture. Okay. Uh, the, the best way to put it is if, if you are the king of the lemmings, you're still a lemming. Okay. You know, if, if lemmings run off the cliff and, and you're leading that charge, you're still a lemming. <laughs> That's true. Okay? You, just be, you just have to be the first one over. <laughs> yeah, you just have to be the first one over. But 
um, I I have people that with their accomplishments um, I've dealt with that I thought were giants or monster slayers and they were average humans because when you come into that world of legendary creatures and you're getting killed then it's like ah now we've we see your measure okay okay so but but uh build is the easiest thing to compensate for because if you have a whole bunch of people that don't know how to build and you build slightly better or place better then you can easily compensate for having a bad build. But when you start dealing with people with good builds and good placement and tech understanding and rule synthesis, no, you're you're overwhelmed. You're, you're going okay. to lose. Okay, cool. And uh, I would also add that team building is the one that if you realize you're not a great team builder, it's, it's the one that you get a lot of stuff at. I mean, it's easier to go find some good yeah, teams. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, easy. It's, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's easy to go find a team that fits your style. In the current internet age and how much stuff T3's putting out, how much stuff you're putting out, how much stuff everybody's putting out, it's easy to go find it if you're wanting to go get it. It's easy to net deck. The problem is, is that if you don't learn nuance, net decking is in this game is only going to serve you so far. Because magic is the statistics and the chance of the card coming out. That's but, true. But with Heroclix, there's a lot of other things when you have placement and power interactions that are way different than magic and then also remember that dark crazy god that has to talk to you to help you understand hero clicks logic and work. oh yeah yeah <laughs> so it could cause some weird, weird situations hate is freedom hate, hate is, freedom. is freedom brother hate, hate is, is freedom. freedom okay what is the di what is a dying important skill in hero clicks so what skill is starting to die off but you think it's very important and you don't know why it's going away Oh, I know why it's going away. Dial uh, memorization. Uh, the cards making us lazy? Mm -hmm. The cards make us lazy um, in part because previously to know how long something was clicked and what powers they had and their stats and all that other stuff, we had to memorize it. And now with the card, with the dials on the back of the cards, it helps new players, but also how our brains operate as humans is if it's information that we don't have to re retain for our survival, we, we dump it. It's non-essential information because we try to streamline everything. And so because of that, folk, like even now, folks are like, the human brain can't memorize jank. But then it's like, if you go into antiquity, there's folks that are able to give you stories that are five, six hours long of their lineage. And it's not just Africa or Middle right. East. It's a whole bunch of other different countries. Well, what happened with that skill? This wonderful thing called papyrus and paper was invented. And we didn't need to have that. Right. Uh, yeah, so I would say is memorizing dials has an advantage because it lets you come back in team building and be like, aha, I had this random thought. And then you can create something without having to shift through realms to go through every character and be like, oh, oh, I overlooked this. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And I would also say also in dealing with threat assessment and how you're going to handle that. You know, yes. Because... Like you said before, there's a there's more than just your team out there. I think players become too focused just on their team. There's another team out there and how you're interacting with it on the map and how are you going to take it apart because one team might take a, another team apart one way, but you might have to do it a different way. You know, what is the threat you're, you're most worried about and all that. So dial memorization helps with that. I come mm -hmm. back to um, the uh, one reason, it, like Hulk, uh the uh world breaker hulk his dial is very important to understand how you can handle him yes 
um, and knowing how many clicks you have and knowing how to hit him. Like okay. it, it, it's almost better. It actually is better to start and hit him with a bizarre green arrow than try to hit him with bizarre green arrow later on. Oh, because if you crack him, actually, I come to think of that. I know it doesn't. Because I think his stop click again. This is like memorization. It's three. I think his, his stop, stop click, click is on his damage. Yeah, um, his stop clicks on his his damage. So green. Yeah. Arrow so never mind. Forget him. that last part. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, green arrow is not going to affect him. Yeah. You got to hit him with green arrow after he get hits that stop click. Green yeah. arrow has to come in after after it. And then also, uh, people forget about outsiders. Like outsiders is a wonderful drug. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <you> <laughs> definitely, definitely. When uh, Nighthawk Prime goes away, like outsiders, Out it's a hell of a drug. It will it will help you. And didn't um, Title Deadpool has that ability too? Doesn't he? Uh, well, yes, I, yes. I he thought does. he could he could use a negative to you know stop you from doing. Uh, increasing but okay so let's look at resources so you know we're talking about skills and tangibles let's talk about resources mm -hmm. i said what is the number one thing resource wise that a rising competitive player needs hero clicks friends hero clicks friends yeah. more than realms but you'll you'll find realms realms right. is inevitable like i i hate to say it, like realms is is like the pennies uh on the street you'll find it eventually Okay. You'll, you'll, you'll find it eventually. Okay. You you won't find somebody that's willing to invest in you, and, no, I, and you and them. That's and, and that's harder. I th I think you need that too because that keeps you competitive. Uh, when I say competitive, it keeps you like my buddy went to WKO yesterday. And he kept texting me what he was doing and all that, and I'd text him back and you know just keep him keep him focused and all that. Yeah. You, kind of, you need that. I mean, you need encouragement. Yeah, you do. You need encouragement. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, what non-HeroClix resource can help your gameplay? Because I, I, you bring in a lot from a lot of different areas. So, what would you say is a non-HeroClix resource that can help my gameplay or anybody? It depends what you need. Okay. So, um, let's 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 break it down real quick. Sure. All right. If if you need a philosophy that allows you to be competitive uh there's like serlin's play to win um there is uh it's the it's a book called on war by uh crap i forgot the guy's name he he's a german it's an old book it's better than art of war oh, really? uh, wow but, but yeah uh von klausowitz von klausowitz um and the main thing that you get from Serlin's play to win and Van Klausowitz is understand dead people have honor. <laughs> <laughs> dead, dead people have honor. Um, is there a tactic that you can do to win uh, and you won't do it because of some sense of civic pride or honor? Like you're going to die because your opponent doesn't have that. <laughs> that resolve to, to do that. Uh, like you'll see people, it's like, I won't play that dirty Nighthawk Prime. I'm because he sees he doesn't let you play the game. I'm like, yeah, that's my goal. Make sure you can't play the game. I win. All right. All um, right. You, you signed up to be competitive. Yeah. You got to be able to handle that. And yeah. And Serlin talks about putting false restraints on an individual is bad. 
Uh, so if it's a mentality thing, Von Klauswitz and Serlin, uh, those are those are the people you need to read. If it is something, if you're a person that's like, I need figures, then you need to make friends to borrow figures from. Okay. Um, if you're a person that's like, I need tech, uh, I would say, listen, if, if you're a beginner, married with clicks, Meta Lab, um, yeah, and then good. and then occasionally watch T three. Don't don't start with T three, even though it's it's very friendly. Mm-hmm. Don't start with T three, but listen to Tabletop Teacher. Uh, there's Clicks Fix, uh, and there's there's a few others that you can find. Once you hit to that intermediate level, you definitely want to look at like Alpha Strike. I would say like listen to yourself uh, with uh, Hero Clicks Borderlands. Uh, then then watch T three. Like then you'll you'll start to get what's going on. Um, look, start looking at the Majestics page on YouTube. Don't, don't delve deep into it. <laughs> don't get too caught up in you'll, it. You'll, you'll get, <laughs> you'll be addicted. They'll be like, what's the world champions playing? And, and, and folks forget like Patrick and whoever he brings on are them playing casual. It's right. not them playing competitive level, full on laser beam eyes. It's them sort of huffing and puffing going through things. And it's sometimes their first time playing stuff. Now, this isn't a slam against Patrick because what he presents there is way better (laughs) than a lot of resources you're going to get. So him farting around is better than a lot of folks just sitting there commentating. But he's holding back. He's he's, going to save something for the competitive. He's like Super Saiyan 1. (laughs) Okay. You know, it's like, you know there's God mode. He's on Super (laughs) Saiyan level 1. He's he's like, oh! (laughs) I got this team. Um, and then I would say start listening to me and then old episodes of Quarry. And and the main reason I say listen to me later on, I'm not, I am not new prep player friendly. Like no. I, I do not care about you learning the powers. Like I assume you know the powers in the pack and know the the comprehensive rule book and all this other stuff. I, I figure you're at the point where you're looking at winning tournaments. So then right. then come to me. And I'm not saying I'm the kingmaker. Because I'm not. Um, I would say also listen to clicks to KO like more intently, and then also ugh, crap, click stuff, and uh, what's it? It's well, it's click stuff is Daniel Powell, right? And, and what's the one with Scott Crampton and the same? Oh, that's uh, critical clicks. critical clicks. Critical clicks. Critical yeah. clicks. And if and I would reiterate too that your all's podcasts have a language and vocabulary where you assume that you understand that people understand the meta mechanics you're talking about, you know? Yes. And so T3 shows you some meta mechanics, uh, tabletop teacher gets you and your basic mechanics. So I'd agree with that. That's a great structure on tech. I love yeah. that. I love that. And I love that both time I have checked those out. How do you spell Sirlin? Uh, I think it's S I R L I N. It's, it's an old book for street fighter players. Okay. It's play to win. Um, but then Klauswitz, like don't don't read that before you go to bed <laughs> don't th- that is not an easy read <laughs> that's gonna put you to sleep right that's away. Not, wow. yeah it's, it's gonna put you to sleep but then there's some th- there's some disturbing things Van Quaswitz oh. talks about that you're just like so yeah if I did have a knife with sharp <laughs> jaded parts on it then that's just make sure he's dead that's more important than war crimes yeah yeah like 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 he there is some world quandaries yeah, with Van Klauswitz after it's all said and done. 
Okay, that was a great non-Heroclix resource, which I think are always important. You know, it also yeah. keeps you fresh. Uh, so, what resource do you think are we currently missing in the current modern meta environment that you think is needed to help a competitive player? What resource that we need right now? This sounds bad because okay. I'm like giving away the, the opportunity for someone to make a lot of money. Okay. Um, awesome. Everybody tune in quickly. Let's go. Pretty much to take somebody from A to Z, like from starting off to being competitive because WizKids has failed at that. Right. That, that should be WizKids job. They don't do that. Right. Um, someone that's able to take all those resources I said, organize them and keep it constant and take a player from just learning to competitive. And no matter when you hit that site, you're able to do that. They'll make a lot of money. So you're talking like a Ted talks or something. <laughs> you know, I, like I, a I have a concept in my head. Now, however it's structured, <laughs> you Matt, that's, that's that question of like a plus B question mark is equal profit. You got to figure out what that question mark is. <laughs> How do you do it? I gave you, I gave you all the chemicals. <laughs> How does that work? Okay. You know, you got to make some Powerpuff girls. Okay, I great. Mean, we, got, we got it. We got it. But that is great. I think that'd be a great resource. That'd be a great way to direct players and, you know, really kind of up the game everywhere. The closest person that has it right now is Patrick. Patrick is, is the closest one that has it. With his majestic side. Domestics, Apex Predator Insiders. The yeah. problem, and again, this is not me talking smack about Patrick, people. Right. Patrick is, go is going for a competitive player. His goal isn't to take you from scrub to, you know, world champion. So you're talking like a tier level thing where you'd have tiers and you could kind of, uh, see, I teach, so you would think of mastery levels. So you could go yeah. into a tier one and get to a mastery level for tier two. Then tier three be your top mastery level. And then like a tier four will be your meta level. And you're just yeah. kind of going, you work your way through the tiers. Um, giving away the options. Okay. You're giving I it away. Okay, I'll let you it can, go. You can make your money on this. <laughs> I can make some money. Okay. Money. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. This is this is based upon just an average person, average player. Uh, how long does it take to reach the next level? So, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here. I, I want to get to the next level. I'm not saying ultra competitive, but, I, you know, when I show up, I, I hold my own. So, how long, if I'm looking at it? What's my timetable? Um. Okay, I, 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 I tell people this, the path of mastery is about steps. It's not about time. Okay, cool. I like and, that. And because you'll get up the mountain and you think the mountain's all there is because that's all you saw for the longest time that you start seeing a mountain range and you see other people on top of other mountains. And it's a question of if you go there or not. And that's something internally that I've held as a player for a long time. Um, I can't rush a player to mastery or, you know, in, in a, a quick amount of time. If, if a person already has those attributes, like when PJ came on the team, I put him through basic just to make sure that everything he knew was in par for, you know, the simple things that everyone needs to know on the team. Right. But then after, after that in advanced training, he was done in less than six months, but he already had most of the work pre-done. You're just filling them out, making sure, and just checking them off. Yeah, I mean, and, 
yeah. And then and then I asked him, I'm like, all right, you're a master now. Where do you want to go? Same thing I did with Wes. Uh, same thing with KJ. It's like, okay, you're at mastery. Where do you want to go? Where is that going to take you? What do you want to improve upon? Why? What are what what is the structure that you're building? And I and I tell folks is this: the foundation that you lay depends on the buildings or the building that you plan to construct. If you want to construct a city, you have to lay the foundation work for multiple buildings. If you want to build a very solid house, but a grand house, you have to lay a building for a house. You can't try to build a city on top of the foundation of a house. And it's poor decision-making to build a, a, the structure of a tent on a foundation of a city. Okay. And, yeah, and so know where you're going and then build the foundation for that. And then once that foundation is done, then you can start erecting things on top of it. And then you'll start saying like, ah, okay, I've done with this. Then my next step is that or I want to do this, or I see these things. And then once you get to that point, I use that old freaking new age adage, when the student is ready, the master will appear. Okay, that's you cool. I, and I, I take it, and I love what you say, is you, you, it's just steps and you gotta go on this path. Uh, so it's like, you're on a journey. And when you get to the end of your journey, you know, as you said, you know, you'll kind of know it, but it's just gotta enjoy the journey, gotta yeah. go for it. Just gotta enjoy it. Um, Here's, here's, here's my last question on resources and kind of get better. So I'm sitting here and I'm playing. I think I'm getting better. When can I tell what I'm doing is not going to work? I'm on the wrong path. Timing. Like, like I've had so many teams that look good on paper that fail because of timing. Okay. So um, let's put it like this. When Spiral came, appeared in the game, you had to be ready to go by turn two. Right. Before right. Spiral and up until the point of, you can even say like before a Spiral Heroes for Hire Ghost Rider, the timing was turn three before engage. Okay. So you had three turns before the actual conflict happened because folks remove up slightly, do whatever, second turn clear, turn three engage. Okay. Now you're on a turn two engage. And in some cases, turn one engage. Does that hold up? Okay, so that's your first like stress tester thing. Second, did I need to roll a 10 the entire time? Oh, yeah. Gosh, like a lot of folks don't think about that. <laughs> you're rocking, you're rocking your nine and 10 attacks. <laughs> then all of a sudden someone's on hindering and you're like, oh, I, I have to roll a 10. <laughs> oh because you're on hindering and have a perplex yay okay so like you you statistically it statistically just doesn't work um the next thing that i would say is if you run it against what's winning and you're losing over 60 percent of the time just 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 let it go um and and there's models of play testing if you look at my channel and you just go back and back and listen to stuff. I talk about playtesting. And one of the biggest mistakes people do in playtesting is their first game, they'll play the game straight. Okay. And then they'll roll the dice like it all is. And then they won't go back through and play the game again, taking out crit hits and crit misses. And then most importantly, they won't play the game a third time and seeing completely if my opponent hits every attack, 
and see if you can still win. Like the, to summarize playtesting, if you can go through those three phases of playtesting um, and your team still works, you have something. But if it fails, at, at particularly at the third end, you might have to tweak. I, I don't ever throw anything out if it fails at the third end. But it, if it definitely is failing at the first or second part, that that team is gone. And then more importantly, if your colleagues can come in and be like, this is trash because of these reasons and this ruling, you have to let it go. Like I had to let go of my Brainiac Skullship. Okay. So, so like a fourth unwritten level would be your colleagues looking it over and giving their input. Yeah. If they can, if I, I'll put it like this. I trust everybody on my team. Right. But if they can come in and just shoot a machine gun worth of bullets through my team, then I know I messed up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know I messed up. And, and that's that's the reason to have Heroclix friends, right? Yeah, yeah, Heroclix friends. Because you, I mean, you become blind to your own weaknesses or you, you're in love with your baby, you know? Mm -hmm. And you, sometimes players die because they get in love with their baby and their babies come hella biased. Yes. Come hella biased. All right. Okay, so I want to jump into this. What? So what is your best, or you might have already said it. Would you say that Serlin or the... Uh, on war is your best book to read with to help with your competitive play no no okay so what is the best book to read to help with competitive play i would say right now um and what sucks is because i have like a, I, I listen to a lot of books and i and i and i I prefer audiobooks because it allows me to get work done and then take in processing so that I can help make my team better. Right. Um, I would say right now, the best one that I would feel is most accessible is Good to Great to Unstoppable. And it is a book written by, gosh, is it, I forgot his name. I have it in my phone, but the the it's the guy. He was the uh, athletic trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Dwayne Wade. Okay, and, cool. I like that. And uh, the thing is that, that hmm? is it relentless from good relentless. to by yes. Tim S. Grover. Tim S. Grover. There yes. you go. Okay, I stumbled upon this book uh, through another thing that I, series of things I listened to. And when I listened to this book, or let me phrase, when I initially was introduced to the book, it was like, be competitive, go out there, don't be afraid, blah, blah, blah. And the guys, and the guy that's talking about the book, he's not, he's not doing a disservice to the book, but you get trapped into what he was talking about the book because of Kobe and, and, and the guy was a Kobe fan. Right. When I listened to the book, what it revealed to me, because I'm a Michael Jordan fan, I'm not going to front. Um, what it revealed to me is there's three layers of competitive. And it's up to you to get to the third layer. And, and without spoiling all the book, and I would definitely encourage everyone to listen to the book, but it's like cleaner, closer, and then it's like competitive, cleaner, closer, something like that. It's three C's. Uh, but he says like pretty much the basic level is the person that arrives in the NBA or we could just say in competitive play, arrives in competitive play, just goes in with their natural talents and expects their natural talents to serve them well. 
and they may not be intellectually uh, informed. They may not be emotionally ready because trust me, playing 18 rounds of hero clicks and being in the finals for the world freaking championship of the world, that's some stressful stuff. Oh yeah. And it will wear you out very yeah, quickly. Yeah. yeah. If, 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 if you didn't think that Easton Brock didn't have a freaking Michael Jordan moment, making it to the top four in worlds being dead sick and, and, and getting top four, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Oh yeah. That, that's that nice. was some Michael level, Michael Jordan level hero clicks playing. Well, little Tyrone Corbin. Yeah. Jumper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then the second level is those people that are competent that you can trust to get some stuff through the game. But when it comes down to those those clincher moments, they fail. Okay. Um, and then the final level is those people that thrive off of winning and they do everything to push forward. And failure is nothing more than fuel. And that Everyone knows in that last minute, you're going to throw the ball to that guy. And so when it comes into competitive, I, I would say there's the people that are not even tier one, they're tier zero. And the average player and, and most casual players are tier zero that would face with any level of personal pressure. They get mad, they crack, they break and they blame the game. They don't blame themselves. Oh, Okay. And, and when you move on up, you can start seeing these different levels of failures until you hit the tier three. And the biggest thing about that tier three in which Grover wants to push you towards is he wants you to be relentlessly pursuing success and personal excellence, which is very important. But like, oh, not that many people know, like I did speech and debate and I was very successful at speech and debate. And if I could take a picture of all my high school and trophies, it, it, it would look like a museum. It sort of does look like a museum right now. <laughs> I have wow. state, yeah, I have state championships. I have national championships. Well, let me phrase that. I have national placings and, and a bunch of stuff. I actually have a couple of state championships in college too. Wow. So, but, I mean, and that, that comes across when you speak, you can yeah. tell you have a great, Way to be story storytelling you are you're very good at it and you're a very good way of getting what thoughts are in your head out in a very explainable and articulate way yeah so. but i i know what it's like to be consumed like kobe and and michael jordan and Dwayne wade was like my identification of self was when's the next trophy when's the next win when is the next title and so when I no longer had that, then I have a crisis of identity because who am I as a person removed right. from that? I still have my philosophy. I still have my ethics. I still have my theology, spirituality, and other stuff. But I then had to come back and look at my lens of life through those more than my sense of competitiveness. So when I offered this book, this book is, is sort of like the curse seal. This book will make you a better player but if you cannot turn the demon off, you will be possessed. Consumed by it. Yeah. Right. Because Consumed. the you, it, winning is addictive. Oh, yeah. Win, winning is a hell of a drug. Better than cocaine. You know, I don't know about cocaine. 
guys. I don't know about cocaine, but but it, it's <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. It's a, it's a, yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> I don't know about cocaine, <laughs> but it, it triggers all those things that's addictive. You get that dopamine high, right, off of it, and it reinforces like this is it. You get statusly reinforced by the community. Like we we call people up and it's like that person's great. Because they're they maneuver little plastic men around a paper mat. <laughs> That's true. They're and they roll dice. Those people are great individuals. What have so, they contributed to society? <laughs> N- nothing more than an average citizen. But these people are great because they manipulate little plastic men on a paper mat. Wow. So when, when you put it in perspective like this, it's like I just wasted my time <laughs> listening to to dark logos on this show. At the end of the show, he just he just gave me Ecclesiastes moment and told me all is vain and vexation of the spirit. Amen, brother. And, and enjoy it. enjoy your life and family and do something more important and play hero clicks for fun. But yeah, like I said, that again, that Tim S. Grover's philosophy, T.S. Grover's philosophy on life is way different than mine. But I I get it, and it will make you fierce. And and I've taken a version of what he says in that book and I've refined it down and I've helped use it in my team, but I've used it in my team in a different way to keep people motivated for their success goals, not just win, 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 win. Oh, you didn't get first place. You you're nothing. It's like you either first, it was it Ricky Bobby is either your first or your last. That's right. Ricky Bobby, baby. Ricky Bobby. Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't have a Ricky Bobby culture. Okay. Well, it, but I like that he does break it down into stages, and it's a, it's a, it's not like you're born with it. You can develop it, but you need yeah. to keep it. You need to keep it in perspective. These, these are little plastic men, you know. <laughs> you know, you, you go, you go, you go, you go to compete because of the, I feel like you go to compete to, you know, test yourself against people who are very good, mm-hmm. and to develop a community. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the best competition I've been. It's just been amazing meeting the people. So it's the ability to compete and meet people and take yourself to those levels without being consumed by it. So that's going to be the thing to do. So, hey, I'm going to have to, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to go buy that book. I'm going to read it and I'm going to get more fierce. That's my plan. I'm going to be fierce after that one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to my podcast with Edward Shelton. This was part two of my March 11th interview with him. Thanks for tuning in and making this a wonderful podcast. Without you all, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. Now, remember to email your comments and questions to lostinclicks at gmail.com or contact me on HC Realms under the ID of Colossus TN. Go out and like our Facebook page and enjoy the new things that come across. Hopefully, you can uh, also send your reviews and mark your like buttons under iTunes because they love to see that. Love to hear your new WKO ideas and teams, even your rock teams, because I'm starting to get involved in those. Uh, love to hear from our other viewers that are going to rocks or WKOs and their own suggestions. So thank you for listening in. I'd like to shout out to all my friends that have helped me become better players, John, Mark, and Jesse. Thank you again for helping me through this. And I would also like to thank all my guests who have all have improved my Heroclix game and just entertained me this entire time. Now, I want you all to remember that continue to keep rolling those double sixes because with double sixes, you never miss. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Bye.